Hey everybody, welcome to episode 65 of Two Views Movies Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, coming to you from Kansas City, Missouri. We are a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I am Garrett. And I'm Carson. What are we talking today? Halloween. Halloween. Michael Myers. Michael Myers. The 11th Halloween. That's kind of hard to believe. There's 11 Halloweens. Yeah. And But this one is number two. Right. But the, the, but the third Again. one named Halloween. The third one named <laughs> Halloween. But this is Halloween 2 because there's already two Halloween 2s. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know why they at least didn't course correct that a little bit, right? If you're yeah. going to discard all the sequels and stuff, then why still call it Halloween? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Confusing. Very confusing. Yeah. And uh, not only that, well, while we're on that, it's uh, you forget. You're supposed to forget everything after Halloween 1 and this one. Yes. And this is not the first time that they've done that. Right. And so Halloween H2O came out 20 years after, and you're supposed to forget 3, 4, 5, and 6. <laughs> and so you only have 1, 2, and Halloween H2O. Yeah. And then Rob Zombie rebooted, and so nothing is canon. You know, you just start over. And then this one now, we're forgetting all of that. Yes. And so none of that matters. Here we are. That may be the most confusing chronology of any movie series ever. Oh, it has to be. I mean, you know how when you talk to people about Star Wars and you say the first one, and like when somebody says that, you immediately go, okay, what number four? Number four or the first one? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I'm like, oh, Jesus, okay. Can you imagine having that (laughs) conversation about Halloween? Well, yeah, because even uh, I'll go one step deeper. You know, Halloween 3 doesn't have Michael Myers in it. Right. And so when the movie starts, the people are watching Halloween the movie as if it was just a movie they're watching. So they're, they're in a different world. Then Halloween 4 comes, and you forget 3, but 1 and 2 are supposed to be involved. You know, and then you get 3, 4, 5, 6, and all of those, when you take Michael Myers to a more supernatural level, and then they say, no, 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 he's just a guy, and they go to H2O. And it's, Which it's I'm guessing nuts. the bulk of that probably came in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Because that's when... For uh, sure. So I started watching The Nightmare on Elm Street recently, and they were cranking them out at a pace of one a year. There was oh, a, so the, it was Friday the 13th. Right. So, I mean, I, they probably just... Because the first Halloween came out in 78, and some of these other movies didn't start coming out until, like, the early 80s. So it's almost like they said, okay, well, here we go. We're going to... You guys want to play with a Friday movie every year and a Jason movie every year? We're just going to start churning out Michael Myers movies. Well, and he actually kind of evolved into Jason. Yeah. Because Jason's the supernatural. You know, you keep firing bullets at him and nothing happens. And Michael Myers turned into that. Yeah. So it went away from just a guy into this creature. Yes. The shape, if you yeah, will. Yeah. And to me, that's one of the coolest things about this whole series is that when John Carpenter wrote the screenplay, he just... It was referred to as the shape because that's all people would see is this silhouette of a figure coming after them. And we say this about so many other movie series, but it's so cool that the first movie is so different than every other movie that comes in the series. The first Halloween was a they're like one of the original slasher movies. It set the genre. There's so many things that it did that the movie started to copy after it. And 
you kind of have become numb to them over the years of all the things that the original Halloween did that nobody else had done before it. I talked about this on the preview episode, but Halloween's my favorite horror movie of all time. But I don't know that I've seen any of the sequels in their entirety in 20, 30 years. Because I just don't like them. The original one is fantastic. The other sequels are all just... and I, From what I've seen of them, which does not include the Rob Zombie ones, they're all just... They're not even the same. No. Well, I mean, they're they're the same, but then they try to add one more element to it. They made Jamie Lee Curtis his sister, you know, and so that's why he's hunting her, you know, to, to bring her back into the loop. Like, why would he care if she's still alive or not? You know, that's so they brought it all back to bloodlines and... So in this one, they forget all that. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> that was introduced in the first Halloween 2, of, that they were related. And so now that's gone. Yes. And so you just have a traumatized lady mm-hmm. who survived, and then Michael is free and goes back to his old stomping grounds. Yeah, there's a... And I know we skipped our normal plot description, which you don't really need, because it's basically 40 years after the first Halloween, Michael gets out again. And Laurie, who's Jamie Lee Curtis, has been prepping the whole time, waiting for him to come out. But then that's what happens. He escapes on <laughs> Halloween night, and she, for some reason, still lives in the same town that all the murders happened in. And he's in a mental institution near the town where all the murders happened. I mean, there's a lot of standard horror movie logic in place here. Like, why wouldn't you move further away? And If you're that traumatized, and she's very traumatized, yeah. why wouldn't you move your entire family away immediately? Right. Well, but then the other, she's very traumatized, but then the other half of her, which I thought was kind of weird, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. I really like Jamie Lee Curtis in this. I thought she did a really good job. But she's half, like, tormented victim and half Sarah Connor from T2. Right. And there's some scenes where she definitely plays up the Sarah Connor angle that she wants this to happen. She wants Michael to come out. She wants to kill him. She wants to end it. But then she's also so tormented by it that she can barely function. You know, she's shaking in the car when she sees the bus go by that has Michael Myers in it because she's hanging out at the psych ward or whatever, wanting to kill him. Right. So, yeah. I, and, and we get a lot of that from the trailer, too. The, the trailer yeah. lets us know that she she's hunting Michael. Yes. That she's not afraid of him, but she is afraid of him. But she is, yeah. Which, which, I mean, it makes sense, but yeah, they definitely were kind of a little bit on both sides with her. But I I really liked her. I thought she did a good job. The only two people in this whole movie that matter are Michael Myers and Laurie Strode, which is Jamie Lee Curtis. Her kids don't matter. None of that Grandkids. Grandkids don't matter. Yeah. None of it. And I get that you have to have some kind of filler in a movie like this, but it it just didn't matter. They just needed to be there to have extra people die. die. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Okay, so let's back up <laughs> two steps because we, we <laughs> dove right into it. But it's directed by David Gordon Green, who did Pineapple Express, Stronger, Your Highness, and The Sitter. So this is out of, out of his box, wheelhouse. Yeah, right. I know when it, we talked about this in the preview, but it's co-written by Danny McBride, which is even more outside of the wheelhouse. In the cast, it's Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, who is a that girl. She's in, or that lady. She's yeah. in so many things, but she's always the sidekick or the, the best friend or whatever. Andy, I don't know how to say her last name. I would say Matichak, but she plays Allison, the granddaughter. 
And then there's a few that guys. Will Patton, who is the sheriff in this movie. I think he's a sheriff, maybe. A police yeah. officer wanted to, but he's in Armageddon, gone in 60 seconds. Remember the Titans. Yes. And then uh, the Wiz from Seinfeld. <laughs> Play, plays, <laughs> Play the uh, dad. Yeah, plays the dad of the granddaughter. So uh, I just, that, you can't do that. <laughs> I can't. I, when he came, but if on, you're Danny McBride, you cast the Wiz. Yeah, you know, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I was just so distracted. Like, really, I have to sit here and watch the Wiz from Seinfeld in in Halloween. I mean, at least he died, right? <laughs> at least he died. God, that got peanut butter on his penis. Oh, that's a terrible line. Yeah. That, that was a real bad line. I think it was just trying to be overly funny, and it just didn't work. To your your daughter. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't want to say the word penis around your daughter. No. I, I know from experience. That's just not <laughs> something I want to be saying around my daughter. Um, but you, okay. So you touched on this. It's exactly what the trailer says. And I'm going to fork this conversation off pretty quickly because after El Royale and after this, I'm really, really, really contemplating going with a no trailer stance in my life. Just being done. Uh, yeah. I'm getting close because especially with horror movies, like there were so many scenes in this movie that you knew what was going to happen. Right. And it just takes you out of the element. And I think it's worse with a horror movie. Oh, for sure. All Because the, they try to market the jumpy, scary parts. Yeah. Because those are the exciting parts of the movie and to try to get you there. But when the movie happens, the jumpy, scary parts yeah. aren't jumpy, scary because you know he's about to come through the window. Yeah. Well, and even if it's not jumpy, scary, the the long take that they do when he first gets to the neighborhood and he walks to the garage, gets the hammer, kills that lady, grabs her knife, goes right. to the next house. It's cut up in the trailer, but it's all there, right? right. Oh, yeah. And, um, I, I forgot about that, but yeah, we saw that whole yeah. scene. The closet scare, that was a that was an awesome scare, but it was in one of the trailers. You know where they're trying to sh- uh, shut the kid's bedroom door and she can't get it shut? <laughs> that yeah. was in one of the trailers. So it was like, I'm sure as I watched it, I would have known, oh, she can't get the door shut. That's probably Michael Myers, but it would have been so much cooler. So we talked about El Royale in a previous episode and how that set like hype level expectations. And then I have this one following up quickly on its heels where I just kind of wish I hadn't seen any of the stuff. Well, I think that's that's every trailer. No, oh, it is. That's, and, that's and, where I'm... And that's, that's a, you know, I wish I didn't know uh, one of the scenes that are coming up in, say, Creed Two. You right. know, I wish it'd just be bam surprised to me in the theater. Yeah. But I also know Creed Two's coming out and I want to see everything sure. that I can about it. Right. You know? But you do, but you don't. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we read enough about movies to know what we think we'll like and what we won't like, even without a trailer. I mean, maybe there's some I guess where I'm at is maybe the the percentage of movies that I feel get ruined or negatively impacted is bigger than the percent of movies that I get hyped about because I see the trailer. Yeah. So I just wonder well, I if think it's movie, time to hang it up. Well, I think movies like Bad Times needs a, a trailer because we have no idea what this movie is. A movie like Halloween or Creed Two or Avengers, you don't need a trailer. Yeah. You're going because it's Creed Two or Halloween. <laughs> you know, I know. You, know you, you know it's just Michael Myers. It's easier said than done, though. Oh, sure. To avoid, I mean, especially with as many movies. I mean, what, what are we going to do? I mean, that's the easy part is ignoring it at home on your computer or on your phone. The hard part is when you and I see one to two movies a week. And they're before Are we just going to walk out yeah. and wait for the trailers to la, end? La, 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 la. Yeah, <laughs> like have you. our wives text us, like, <laughs> trailers are over, come back in. So I, I so badly want to. And 
It's really going to hurt our preview episode if we can't watch. See, the I, don't, I don't know though. I think we read enough about it and know so many things about. Cast but if we're cutting all directors, that out. I think we could make a pretty decent, educated guess as to what we think about a movie based on cast, director, story. Because you can still read and figure out like the summary of what it's about and stuff without giving scenes away from a trailer. So I'd be much more amped for Aquaman if I hadn't seen a trailer. Right. Agreed. And I'd yeah. be very disappointed sitting in that theater. Right. Seeing what I've seen. So <laughs> I guess, yeah, my only point is there was some very, and there still was some really cool scenes in this movie that were not in the trailers that I enjoyed a lot. But I can think of four or five key scenes off the top of my head. The teeth. The teeth. Yeah. Where she's in the bathroom stall. The opening with the checkerboard at the psych ward where he's holding up the mask or whatever. That's in the trailer, okay, which yeah. was a pretty good opening, I will say. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about the closet door. We talked about the long take. So there are things that happen in the movie that aren't in the trailer, but yeah, it, the the trailer kind of annoyed me uh, in hindsight. In hindsight. Yeah. So how do you feel about seeing Michael Myers' face? Kind of. Oh, I thought they did that perfectly. Yeah, that you kind of see it, yeah. but you don't. Right. Did you think that he reminded you of the guy from Don't Breathe? <laughs> Every time, because he has like a disfigured eye because they right, kept that he, from the movie. Yeah, he's got stabbed in the eye with a coat hanger. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's so I kept picturing it as. I know it's not him, but that's what because he had like the white stubble, stubble. the gray stubble <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, I like the tease of like, oh, you almost got his face. No, I didn't get it. But you almost want to be him to be disfigured or look, you know, evil or, or something. And so I think they kept gi- giving you glances of it. I think they just wanted to show you the eye. Yeah, how, I think how, so too. How the eye was cut out. Yeah, and that it was Nick Castle. <laughs> if, like anybody would know that that's who it <laughs> well, was. That's the only thing he's done, right? Yeah. But no, nobody else in the world's going to know that unless you actually do some research on it. Yeah, Nick Castle was the original Michael Myers, and then he so he only did the one movie, and so they brought him back to be Michael Myers again, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, and then he's actually the face of Michael Myers. So yeah, his his chronology actually makes sense so he has two movies and it's supposed to be one and two and yeah. so so there's nick castle for you he didn't do all of halloween one though i read that there were some other guys who did fill in well for and him. he didn't do all of this one either oh really yeah <laughs> and so i think he had some and more of the uh stunt double if you will yeah okay so one of the things that i don't know if you've read this but i caught it online uh in the last few days about the movie was that they came up with the opening of the psych ward where the podcast people go and talk to Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. They came up with that six days before filming was over or before filming was going to start. It was one of those two. It was really late in the game. The original opening was going to be set in 1978 where they apprehend Michael Myers. That's interesting. Which, I don't know if you caught this, but Jamie Lee Curtis and the guy from Armageddon. Right. They have a couple of conversations about how... And they knew each other. Right? Yeah, they knew each other. And then she said that he's the reason why Michael Myers is still alive. Because he prevented the cops and everybody from killing him the night that they apprehended him. Yeah, and he said, I wouldn't make that mistake again. And yeah. I was there that night. He said a few times. And, and then I actually went back to IMDb and I was like, he wasn't in that movie, was he? No. You know, thinking as a young actor, right. you know, was he in that? Well, and I was even trying to think of like a cop role in that movie. Because right. all I can remember is Loomis, the psychiatrist, walking right. around and yes. stuff. But I thought that was pretty interesting because I, I distinctly remember thinking in the movie that, like, okay, that, that's kind of weird. Like you talked about how Michael Myers got apprehended, but when we left... Michael Myers in 1978 Halloween it was the shot over the balcony where 
he just been shot and he's gone. So they kept talking about this and I thought, oh, well, maybe they should just, maybe they'll show us that. Maybe they flash back. So when I read that the other day, I was like, okay, that makes sense. They changed, they had a different idea in mind. And I actually think that might've been okay to start out with 1978 and show him getting apprehended and then jump forward. But I don't know. I, I did like the podcast people interview in the psych ward. The only issue I had with that is them getting the mask. You know, yeah, he said to, he took it from somebody. Yeah, the uh, the evidence. I mean, is that what he uh, said? How? Why would they give? <laughs> it's been for, it's been forty years, and they're doing it for a podcast. I mean, oh, oh so it's a podcast. Yeah. So uh, if, if we go and just want some murder evidence, yeah. and it's like, oh, you guys yeah, have your own podcast. Yeah, it's two for, views. Yeah, it's, it's two views <laughs> movies. So we, we'd like to have uh, the evidence. There. It's got to be past the statute of limitations, or whatever. It's like forty <laughs> years later, they can go get whatever they want. I liked the opening though. I thought it was good. I, I think I would have liked both. Like start in '78, and then you can cut forward and show them going to interview Michael Myers. I don't think you had to do one or the other. So did you think something was going to happen in the psych ward when no. he's holding up the mask? I was hoping not because I didn't want it to go too impractical right off the bat. You know, like him break free of those chains and stuff. I do wish they had shown Michael Myers from a different angle. Because the guy's standing behind him, and I wish they would have shot it with the guy in front of him. Because it's weird that the guy would be talking to his back. If, you, if yeah. you've researched a guy that whole time, you'd want to see his face. So you could still film it from behind Michael Myers and have right. and have the guy see his face. So maybe the guy's like completely terrified of Michael Myers' face. But to have the guy stand at his back the whole time was just a weird choice. And it was weird to say you can feel the mask. And, yeah. And because we taken the supernatural element out of this you know so they deleted all those things to where he's this creature from beyond and he's just a human and so even though he got shot six times you know yeah 50 cent got shot nine times so <laughs> you could survive that you know yeah and so he, he got stabbed in the eye survived that he's in the psych where he's just he's just a evil guy this is how but oh you can feel the power of the mask that that doesn't make any sense to me but i think they've always planned him out to be evil incarnate right Sure, but and I think they're you just can feel it. I think they're just tapping into that because they also allude to other things like the psych doctor says that Lori is the only reason that Michael is still alive and Michael is also what's fuel, fueling Lori. So they're trying to hint that like there's these weird psycho I don't know whatever you want to call it, symbiotic relationships between the two and I think that's kind of a supernatural feel, but I think really I think it was just an attempt to say that he's pure evil. It makes sense from Lori's perspective of she's the way she is because of Michael. But why does Michael even care about Lori other than she's the one that got away? Yeah, and he got fixated with her on that first night in 1978 when he started killing everybody. He's the She's the one that got him, put him in the psych ward. Okay, so yeah. it's just weird. Yeah, I mean, and so, so it's, what, a, it's a horror movie. Yeah. They're not really meant to be picked so, apart. In the trailer, we hear that she's wished she's been dreaming of his escape so she can kill him. And then they show her outside the psych ward prepared to to kill him. And I thought she was going to be the one that ran the bus off the road. Yeah. So she could kill him. Right. And, and I thought that was going to be the 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 thing that, that were not expected other than just the buses turned over. And we're assuming that it's Michael that... Freed himself? No, I assume it's the doctor. The doctor that freed yeah everybody. Uh, I think he freed Michael, and Michael went nuts. 
because the doctor is still alive. Everybody else around the scene has been killed a whole bunch. It just, it makes, I'm not sure that it fits perfectly, but after everything that happens in the movie later, I assume that it's the doctor that let him out. Well, knowing Michael Myers the way that I do, had the doctor freed him, he would have been the first to die. Maybe, but I think there's ways around that. But anyway, though, I thought it'd been a lot better if Jamie Lee Curtis would have ran the bus off the road and her trying to kill Michael and yeah. him get away, and she now she's responsible for all these people that are dying, right? Because it was her fault. <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought that was really, going to be a really cool I think that, angle that they were going to go. I think with. that could have worked. I liked though that she completely panicked when it came time because it's one I mean, thing to think about what you would do in the situation, and then she gets into that situation and she's completely. You could have still had that. You yeah. could have ran him off the road, and then she sees him. Yeah, you know, once they're all free and freaks out. Yeah, you know, I, I'd have been okay with that too. So let's go with the doctor since you brought the doctor up because that's a a big moment later in the movie and it's one that from what I've read online people are kind of divided about either I, I don't know that a lot of people like it I think it's either people like me that don't care and there's some people that are like yeah that's that's super cheesy yeah there there can't be anybody that likes it either it's they're indifferent or yeah or they think it's really dumb like me I thought that was really dumb yeah you know? I. I the thing that I thought was really dumb about it was he he f- stabs the cop from Armageddon and lets Michael out, but then he puts on <laughs> the cop from Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he puts Michael in the back, which, I mean, let's logistically right horror movie logic that 70 year old doctor is not getting that beast of a man into the back of a cop car on right. his own because Michael just Myers has just been there. hit by a, uh, a car. I was okay with that because I think you could play up the angle of. The doctor became obsessed with Michael Myers and wanted to see him out in the wild and wanted to see what he would do when Laurie got put into that situation, what Michael and Laurie would do. The weird part for me was when he put on Michael the, the Myers' mask. mask. And, yeah. Just to see what it felt like. Is this what it feels like, Michael? I'm like, he, that's, that's not the angle I would have gone with that. No, and, and I agree with you. I think that that would have been fine if he was trying to see what he was like. Yeah. You know, if he was released again, what would he do? You know, I'm, I'm okay with that, but it got real weird. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty gory in parts. Like when he stomps on the doctor's yeah, head, squishes his head, yeah, it like smashes like a pumpkin. And right. It was pretty, cause the original Halloween is violent, but not overly gory. This I thought it was a good balance. I thought for a horror movie, you want to see some gore. You want to see some blood and guts. And not everything was blood and guts and gory, but it had enough of it in there where I liked it and not so much. I was like, okay, come on. It wasn't overkill. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I thought it had a proper amount of blood. Yeah. When he stomped on the head, did you sit up out of your seat and go, kick ass, <laughs> Michael Myers is back? No, I did not. <laughs> Why not? I did not. Oh. Not not revisiting Jason X. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you listening that have no idea why I just said that, Carson and I thought it'd be a good idea in college to go see Jason X because why not? What else are you going to do Jason's in college? Jason's in space. I yeah, mean... Jason in space. And the first kill that Jason gets, there's two guys sitting in front of us and one of them practically comes completely out of his seat and kick ass, Jason is back and I mean, Carson and I just looked at each other like, is this, is this really happening? It's like, no way he's serious. Yeah. He was so into that oh, movie. Yeah. I mean, if they made that movie 
for any other reason is for that guy's enjoyment, and he loved every second of it. Yeah, and good, good for them. Yeah, you know, no kidding. nobody else enjoyed it, but that guy, <laughs> that guy loved every cent that they put into that movie. Yeah, you know? it's totally true, and I don't know how many times <laughs> we've used that line on each other, but. <laughs> I, so when I was in the movie theater and that one of those kills happened, I mean, I couldn't not think of that <laughs> no, line. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Which I know we're talking about doing a Halloween uh, run of movies. Yes. For spoiler-free reviews for Halloween. Maybe you and I should have to track down Jason X as a little memento back to seeing that in theater. That movie is 100% based on violence. You know, that's that's what they're trying to get. There's no, oh, yeah. There's no scary to it. It's just violence. And yeah. Jason... And then they have a hologram scene. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. So you remember more than oh, I do. Oh, yeah. I just remember the outfit that kind of reminds me of Shredder. Yeah. His mask is now Or Super Shredder. Yeah. Super Shredder somehow. I don't know. That yeah. movie that movie's something else. I think we should track it down. We, I, think, I think that should be mandatory. We, <laughs> we, we have derailed. Uh, <laughs> but, but Jason X, please don't watch that and hoping for a good movie. Uh, definitely watch it for uh, entertainment purposes. If that. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> completely sidetracked us. So there was a couple of things that I also thought was was weird about this movie. They seemed to drop like two or three characters in the middle of the movie that I thought were going to have some sort of relevance or importance. The boyfriend? The boyfriend. Gone. Yeah, as soon as he cheats on her. I mean, and that's, if you're following typical horror movie cliches, which I didn't want to see Michael Myers go anywhere near the dance. When they started having yeah. that dance at the school, I was like, uh, if Michael Myers shows up at that dance, this is going to go south really you fast. You almost assumed that the boyfriend and the tiger girl were going to be yes. making out somewhere, yep. and he was going to kill them both. Oh, they got what they deserved. Yep. You know, it was basically what was going to happen. Yeah. But really, he just served as a way to get rid of her phone. Yeah, that's, that's entirely it. true. That is it. That's the only yeah. way to get rid of her phone and to kill the other friend. And yeah. Give, and give you one of the best scenes of the movie. Yes. Yeah, entirely true. But I didn't understand why. I mean, because that's the one guy you usually want to see always die in a horror movie is the guy who <laughs> the was a jerk boyfriend. to the main girl. Yeah, right. yeah. Get him out of here. And he just disappears. He's fine. The other guy was the the black cop who wears the cowboy hat. They gave him four or five kind of important lines and scenes of build up with the uh cop from Armageddon. Armageddon cop. Yeah. yeah. And he just vanishes. Yeah. I you almost think you're waiting for those scenes where he goes head to head with Michael. Yeah. And no. Or have him be the one who so when Armageddon cops car is parked sideways on the street and the other cops go and check it out and they end up dying too, I think. I can't remember exactly. Yes, they do. But have that be that cop. Like, why introduce two new random Two more cops, yeah. Because uh, he wouldn't be on a stakeout. Yeah. So <laughs> of course not. That, that's why. Yeah. So that was one thing I had. I didn't understand why some of those people would... I mean, I kind of do, because who cares? Right. But at the same time, you know, why not Why not kill yeah, one or two of those guys? Why, why, why develop them at all and, and give them speaking roles if you're just going to ignore them? Yeah. So what were you saying was with the best scene of the movie? The uh, motion sensor. Yeah. The motion, the motion sensor was, oh man, that was so freaky. Yeah. <laughs> like the one thing I liked that they did was when the motion sensor starts, I had trouble finding Michael Myers on the screen because the, the boy turns around and he's like, oh, hey man, how, how's it going? And I was like, yeah. who is he talking to? Why don't I see him yet? And then when he looked over the second time, I'm like, oh, there's the mask right back there. But yeah, that, yeah, that was a very good It's basically a black and white scene. Like almost yes. everything was black and white, and so yeah. that plays perfectly with Michael Myers, right? White mask, you know, black jumpsuit, yes. You know? And so 
it's uh it that worked really well yeah that scene was that scene was awesome especially when the lights go out you're just like no that's one of those scenes that you want one of those behind the scenes from michael's perspective of when it goes off him running to the other yeah. side of the yard to, <laughs> yeah. to come at it from a different under control <laughs> to run from a different direction you know it's just hurry hurry before the, yeah. the lights come back because michael never runs no no he's like neither does jason and i guess the thing is to i mean again horror movie logic now that you think about it but they were motion sensors. How was Michael moving without setting off the motion sensors? Yeah. Is he really there? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really like that scene. Um, there's a few other scenes I thought were good. Did you think he was going to kill the baby? I thought he was going to kill the baby. I did too. What did you think of the boy that was being babysat? Did you think he was funny? or? I thought he was funny, but I thought it was out of place. Yeah. You know, it. it I, I really did think he was, he was funny. I yeah. laughed at almost every one of his lines, but... It it took me out of the. There's a man in my closet coming out and trying to kill me. Yeah, I think his line, of, as he ran out, you know, <laughs> yeah. was hilarious. But again, it, it took you away from that scene. So yeah. he can be funny, banter back and forth with her all the way up into that point, but then be have more serious once Michael comes out of the closet. Yeah, then you're supposed to be scared, not laughing. Yeah, because he runs out and he tells the other guy, he's like, "Dave, you're gonna die" or something like that, right? Like the the boy who's there with them, he says something smart, alecky to the to the guy he does and i don't i don't remember what order it happens but well so he wants to send the guy up there yeah you know and he doesn't you go no send him up there you <laughs> know and then right. so, so that, that was funny i was okay and then once michael comes out of the closet you know the, the little boy <laughs> goes f this you know <laughs> which is always funny when a little kid yeah you know, cusses you know and then so everybody laughs but the, the babysitter is getting killed yeah and so it, it again it, it takes you out of that i agree with you i had the same exact thought i liked the boy i thought he was funny but i felt like there were several times in this movie where danny mcbride and david gordon green couldn't let go of the comedy no. and it just breaks the tension the two cops and the, the peanut butter and jelly yeah back and forth yeah it just doesn't it's not that it's not funny it's just that in a horror movie when you're trying to build up suspense any little joke just kind of almost resets you back to zero right it takes right. you out of that you kind of forget oh i'm supposed to be scared right now yeah and you, you just start laughing and then i mean that's like the complete opposite of being scared <laughs> yeah so i have to bring this up the casting of the granddaughter i just thought was was terribly done i felt like she looked like she's 25 to 30 oh it didn't bother me i mean she looked a little older but not enough to where i it took me out of anything so the reason why you do that in a lot of these movies is if there is some sort of sex scene or some sort something that goes along but there wasn't any of that and so i don't know why you wouldn't cast people that are in high school to make it look like they're in high school Uh, and that's i just don't get that and coming to that point of the only nudity in this movie is the flashback to the first movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why even put that in there at all? Yeah. Of Michael killing his sister. Oh, I liked it. Uh, I liked all the callbacks to the originals, though. So, or the original. I the original, say. yes. yes. Yeah. Singular. Yeah. There's only been one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but but that, that was weird. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, I was fine with it. Yeah, I just thought it was, uh, if you're going to throw that scene in there, you'd think that they would have other yeah, boyfriend. I'm not sure. And they had the 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 dry humping comment oh yeah which was weird <laughs> yeah. you know it was just again it just kind of meshed funny right well and there's a lot of people that say that the original halloween is a huge commentary on like teen 
promiscuousness or promiscuity, whatever I guess you would say about that, because everybody that dies is like teens having sex, and the one that gets away is Jamie Lee Curtis, is who the, wasn't the virgin. That's yeah, from Scream. Yeah, yeah, and so <laughs> it was interesting in this one because they really didn't go down that path on this one. No, that that wasn't a, a subject matter at all. But he did make her the ghost. Yes, he, he did. Her. But right. she, he did. So he was a ghost in the first Halloween, right? Yeah. Again, I loved all the throwbacks. I don't know how you felt about them, but with me loving Halloween, I love the um, when Allison, the granddaughter, looks out the window, and in the first movie, Jamie Lee Curtis looks out the window and sees Michael standing across the street when she's in school. And this time, when she, when the girl looks out, it's Jamie, it's Lee, Jamie Curtis Lee Curtis standing over there. Yeah. Um, I love the opening credits. How it was just like the original one, where it's the same font, same font. Yeah. But they did. Um, the first one just has a pumpkin sitting there, and this one was a like a pumpkin that had rotted and was reversing and becoming alive again, which I thought was cool. We talked about um, the hospital. Well, we the bus, the hospital escape was kind of the same as the original Halloween. So it's not a bus in the first one, but when Loomis goes out to the psych ward in the first one, there's people in robes w- wandering all around, around which yeah. is kind of what happens at this time. It's prison garb. Lori actually says at one point in the movie to the new doctor, she's like, Oh, you're the new Loomis, which is, you know, yeah. uh-huh. everybody, we you know, wink and nod. And then my two favorites were when Michael throws Lori over the balcony and then he goes to look over the edge and she's gone. And it's clear callback to the original Halloween. And yeah. then shortly after that, she comes out of the shadows and says behind him. Yeah. yeah. Happy Halloween, Michael. So that I liked all of those They're I get that they're really kind of tongue in cheek and borderline cheesy. But for me, I don't know why they worked. Well, and they also, the kids walking down the sidewalk talking about, isn't he her brother? Yes. You know, and then they, Oh no, that was just, is that a rumor or just a, yeah, so it was just a rumor. Yeah, <laughs> so, so they're, they're basically like, "Hey, don't believe all those other movies." <laughs> yeah, I mean, they actually tell you in the movie, "Don't believe Halloween don't, too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I like about this movie is I felt like they tried to stay true to who Michael Myers is, which is what I had a problem with some of the sequels when they get away from it. Michael Myers is a he's like a stalker. He's not a jump scare guy. The thing that makes the nineteen seventy eight Halloween so great is. When Jamie Lee Curtis is screaming and crying and she's sitting in the hallway, you see Michael Myers sit up behind her. Right. Most horror movies don't do that. They opt for the jump scare where the audience and the character don't see the bad guy. The The terror in Halloween is that you see Michael Myers. He's standing right there. And like the other scene in the 1978 one that gets me is when she looks across the street and he's just standing at the porch. And then later on, he just starts walking across the street. I've never been more terrorized <laughs> by somebody walking across the street as I have in that movie. And I think this movie played that fairly well. I think it could have gone further and done better with the stalker angle. Like There was never that scene where in the first one, Jamie Lee Curtis is walking down the sidewalk going home from school and Michael's standing by the bush. And then she looks back right. and he's, he's like, gone. Yeah. like, there was never that. And I needed more of the Michael's a stalker kind of feel to it. And I didn't get really any of that from this movie. Uh, there was but... some, I, I guess he doesn't stalk, but he, they kept, they stayed true to the fact that he's less of a jump scare guy and more of a, you know, yeah, we could see him, but yeah, the, there was nobody that was ever like looking over their shoulder for Michael in this movie, except for the granddaughter that one time when she's running from him. Yeah, well, they did the jump scare when she's going around the house and then for some reason in her bedroom has a bunch of mannequins. 
Like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you have a well, bunch of mannequins in your bedroom? She's storing them for to shoot them later, I guess. Well, you don't have to do that in your bedroom. <laughs> right. And have them all be white. <laughs> right. Like, come on, Jamie. Like, you wouldn't wake up in the middle of the night and go, that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You know, you know yeah. have them all standing there. Right. I wouldn't give you nightmares for 70 years or however long. 40, I guess. 40, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. So they did have some jump scares, but I think you're right. I think that's the power, if you will, of Michael Myers is the, I mean, that's a stereotypical horror movie of, He's right behind you. Yes. You know, get, he, come on. You're screaming at the screen. You yeah. Know? He's right behind you. Right. Um, that I, feel, I didn't feel like they did that. Yeah. They needed to do yeah. more of it for sure. I completely agree. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention about this movie is I've now listened to the score all the way through at least 15 times. I'm obsessed <laughs> with the score. It is fantastic. They took the theme and added to it, remixed it, made it better. But then they, they elaborated on it. There's so many... There's like this weird pulsing, like guttural guitar wail that comes out every once in a while that is just glorious that added to every scene it was in. Even when I'm not thinking about the movie, when I'm listening to the soundtrack, I can kind of tell where the what the music's trying to tell me. John Carpenter, I honestly would hope to see him up for an Oscar this year for the soundtrack because I, I love that score so much. It's perfectly done. Well, it's by far the best Halloween theme song well yeah because you can't really name any others right well i mean when you think of friday the 13th you just think of him right the yeah you know and And freddie doesn't really have anything freddie's coming yeah but those are just like yeah those are sound effects i guess yeah yeah but carpenter god this sound the score is so good i i loved it and it added so much to it it made it feel modern but stayed true to the original halloween theme it's perfect. I would love to see that be up for an Oscar. Interesting. But, yeah. All right. Well, I think we probably talked through Halloween all we probably can. <laughs> What'd you rate it? I gave it a three. I think that's fair. I gave it a three. It was, uh, it was a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a, a better Halloween movie than, than some of them, but it was exactly what we thought we were going to get. Yeah. So I agree. Favorite moment? I guess the bathroom scene uh, where he drops the teeth. Uh, oh, okay. And you kind of see his face a little bit, and yeah. then he's killing them in there. Uh, I I guess. I wish sure. I hadn't have seen it, because that was really creepy, him dropping the teeth like that. Yeah. Uh, I wish I hadn't have seen that already. But, <laughs> I but, agree. But, but that was, I think that was my favorite scene. Yeah. What's one thing you would change? I would have killed all her family. Yeah. J- Jamie Lee, her daughter, her granddaughter, and yeah, k- kill them all. Yeah, I really didn't want there to be any kind of opening for a sequel. Yeah. And the way they end it, obviously, normal movie, it's not possible for somebody to come back. But you would think if she's been waiting 40 years, trapping him in the basement and setting your whole house on fire would not be the way to go. You would want to actually see his body torn limb from limb. and Yeah, well, uh, every room was rigged. Yes. So no matter what room she she trapped him in, you know, that was her plan. Right. But I would have liked to have at least seen her, you know, kind of suicide, you know, I'll trap myself in here if it takes you with me type of thing. Yeah. You know, and well, yeah. And I like the fact that she had her house all booby trapped. It showed she was ready. Right. But the one comment I had was that when you're building up this whole Michael versus Lori for 40 years and they both exist because of each other, you want a better payoff than right. him basically being in a jail cell in her basement and the whole house coming on fire. Like right. you want her to have something visceral, right? Like her, I think I heard in H2O maybe or resurrection one of the, like she cuts his head off. 
Like, I think you you want that kind of closure to the story because she did it. Yeah, yeah. because now you're wondering, okay, is it? You're, uh, you're assuming he got out of the house. Yeah, and her two daughter or her daughter and her granddaughter are still alive. But I thought it was a weird shot for them to linger on with. The granddaughter holding the knife. She's holding the kitchen knife at the end of the movie. Yeah, that was weird. And somebody told me that I read an article that there's breathing at the end of the movie, and originally it was going to be her breathing. So I don't know if they were going for some, you know, symbolism, um, symbology. Yeah, with her <laughs> and that, but I don't know. So what yeah. that she was going to take up the mantle. I don't, for, I don't, and that's yeah. where I just I hope, this movie yeah. should have said we're only doing one, no matter what, and we're going to make it the right closure to this, and it, and it, it was fine. But again, I think there could have been better closure. I agree. Theater or couch? Uh, I said theater. Okay. Uh, I feel like when people watch these movies, they don't set the ambiance properly. Sure. Uh, you know, the big screen, all the lights. Because well, there was the, the sound. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I'm going to watch it on my computer. Like, no, that that's not. You watch a scary movie on your computer, right? With all the lights on. Uh, upstairs, all the lights on in the middle of the day. You know, yeah. come on. You know, it's and that's why I say go to theater because it's a built-in dark. You yeah, know, with sound and spooky and jumpy, and when other people scream, you know that that kind of scares you too. Sure, and so that's why I said theater. Yeah, but wouldn't pay for it. Okay, so <laughs> so you better have a movie. So pass. you have a movie pass. So you have paid for it. It's, it's kind of a sunk cost. Yeah, but uh, but I, I wouldn't say it's one that you rush out and pay yeah. for. But I think it's better if you watch it in a theater. Okay, and that reminds me, I saw a YouTube video of somebody that there's some recording from. I think it might have been from Kansas City or something from like 1978 or 79 of in-theater audio when people saw Halloween and somebody took that and synced it up with the actual movie so you can watch like the last minute or two of the original Halloween with crowd reaction from the 70s. That's funny. And that's really cool because you can hear people like screaming in the theater being like, no, no, no. So I'll have to, put, I'll have to send that to you because I watched it and it was awesome. That's funny. Um, popcorn movie or art house film? It's popcorn movie. Yep. Oscar or Razzie? It's a Razzie. There's no, I, I know you want the musical score Oscar thrown in there, but the, it's going I, to happen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you liked what, you would like this movie. I said Halloween 2. Which Halloween 2? <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I have no idea. Which one are you saying? Uh, the original Halloween 2. Okay. So I feel like if you liked that, which is basically kind of a retread of the first one, okay. then you'll like this one because it's basically a retread of the first one. Okay. It's another attempt at Halloween 2. Sure. That so, makes sense. And so I think it's a better version of Halloween 2, but yeah. it's the same. Did John Carpenter do Halloween 2? I don't think I don't he did. so, no. Man, John Carpenter was really good for a while, and then he got really bad. All right, so what'd you give it? i give it three and a half. Why is that? Uh, I mean, we've talked about it all, but I I liked all the callbacks to the original. I uh, loved the score. Those, those small things probably bumped it up to a, a three and a half for me, but it's nothing special. But for a horror movie that horror movies can often be really really bad three to three and a half feels right yeah D- definitely on the horror movie scale here yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what was your favorite moment uh the motion sensor lights i think was that was pretty good scene. yeah because i've never seen anything like that and it was w- one of the few things that wasn't in the trailer and it was probably the most creative scene in the movie okay so theater or couch i actually said couch i get your points about why you would see it in a theater but if you watch it at home and turn the lights off and stuff, it's... If you watch it properly. Then, yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, but if you're watching a horror movie in the middle of the day, I mean, you're either just busy and don't care or you don't know what you're doing. So would you pay for it or wait for it to be free? No, you can wait for it to be free. And popcorn movie or an art house film? Definitely a popcorn movie. 
And I think I already know your answer to Oscar or Razzie. Yeah, I'd give it an Oscar. That score is fantastic. I, I'm coming off of like three straight movies of good scores or soundtracks between A Star is Born, First Man, and now this. So which would you give it to? And the Oscar goes to? Uh, if you're going for score, mm, I don't know. That Justin Hurwitz score from First Man is pretty tasty too so i don't know i'd have to think about it star is born is completely different it's going to get a song um as opposed to score right but those other two i don't know that's tough that that moon landing you're on the spot giving it to i'd probably give it to Hurwitz. the first man <laughs> score is really good so if you liked what movie then you would like this i just said the original i, I think if you really like i mean the the original is a five star movie for me i'm not saying that this one is five stars because i just said it's three and a half but there's enough there for me to appreciate what it is. Now, I will say that I'm not very familiar with any of the sequels. And one of the complaints that I've heard is that this is just a better version of H2O or it's just kind of in line with some of the other sequels. I don't, I couldn't tell you what happens in any of the sequels. I know bits and pieces and I know the overall kind of mythology of it all. But it's not like I just, uh, they're fresh in my mind. It's not like I binge watched them going into this. And maybe if I had, maybe I think lesser of this movie, but because. The only thing I watched heading into this was I the original one like two weeks ago, so I liked it for that. Yeah, this is basically H2O. That's what I've again. heard. But better. But better and a little bit different. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. All right, well, that's Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, and so that's going to kick off our Halloween uh, spurt here. Yeah. A week of Halloween movies. So the idea is from Wednesday to Wednesday? Wednesday to Wednesday. The Wednesday before Halloween to the Wednesday of Halloween. One spoiler-free review released per day of just random... Halloween movies. Halloween-ish movies. Ish. Yeah, I, yeah, I we'll, can't really we'll, say Halloween movies because we're not talking... We could watch all 11 <laughs> right. if we want to. But there, we're only doing seven There's reviews. enough. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be coming out. And then, yeah. That's guess, the attempt anyway. Right. That's the idea. <laughs> And then next episode, we are talking November preview. So yeah, that'll be out a few days after you hear this one. But like usual, check us out at twoviewsmovies.com. Go subscribe to the podcast on whatever it is you listen to. And rate us and review us on the iTunes store if you can. That would be huge. But that and the other big thing you can do is hit subscribe, whether it's Google Play, whether it's iTunes. Just hit the subscribe button so that the podcast automatically downloads to your phone. Whenever new episodes come out, you don't have to go hunting for them. You don't have to wait for us to tell you. It just shows up on your phone. So that's the best thing you can do for us, and we will catch you next time.